Hello and welcome to the Board Shorts podcast brought to you by Get On Board Australia, the destination for new and aspiring board members and company directors. This podcast is called Board Shorts because boards and governance can sometimes be a dry topic. So I'm bringing you valuable, easy to digest information on board and company director related topics, concepts and ideas in 30 minutes or less. Whether you're looking to join a board or thrive in the boardroom, this podcast is designed just for you. My name is Lisa Cook and I'm your host. As founder and managing director of Get On Board Australia, I hope to make this podcast and the information I share valuable and useful to new and aspiring company directors and board members like you. Hello, thank you so much for being here today. You're listening to episode number 28, how to succeed on a not-for-profit board and leverage it to build your board portfolio. Now, this episode comes straight from a listener question. Madeline reached out to me on LinkedIn and asked, what is your advice for succeeding on not-for-profit boards and using them to build a board portfolio? Well, thanks for your question, Madeline. And if you out there listening today have a question that you'd like to ask about your board or your board career, reach out to me through the Get On Board Australia website or find me on LinkedIn like Madeline did as well and reach out to me there. Now, Madeline's question is a common question that I receive from aspiring and new board members. It's something that I've faced early in my board career. And in relation to using not-for-profit boards, or really what we mean when we say that are boards where you're a volunteer director or volunteer board member. And using these as stepping stones towards building a board portfolio, something I've heard varying opinions on. So I really say that for you to be aware (laughs) that there's going to be people who may disagree with board members being there on a particular board, kind of like as a means to an end, rather than the end in itself. So that, that saying that you're using this board opportunity as a stepping stone, as it, you're growing your board experience to leverage that and take that into future board roles. And there's a way to do it properly. And that's really where I'm going to focus answering Uh, Madeline's question today is around how we do that well and how we do that appropriately. Which really brings me to my next point. When thinking about how best to answer Madeline's question, I've approached it in three sections and these largely align kind of with your board journey. So they cover before, during, and after your current or your soon-to-be not-for-profit board position. So let's jump into it. Firstly, on your journey to succeed and leverage a not-for-profit board role, the first thing you want to do is to choose 
your not-for-profit board wisely. Any board that you join, you must do it for reasons that go beyond just gaining that entry onto your resume. It can certainly include that and I absolutely think it should, but it should also go beyond that. So select an organisation that you really genuinely care about and this could be aligned with your passion or it could be a cause or purpose that you deeply care about for whatever reason, including personal experience. What you're going for is you want to have a place where you can feel and know that you're contributing your expertise towards something that you have an affinity for. And you can't fake that, so that's very powerful. And you're also going to be investing a lot of time, energy and effort towards furthering that particular organisation's outcomes and what it's trying to achieve. So you've really got to have that connection Otherwise, you're at a high risk of becoming frustrated and I tell you, you will not do your best work. And I cover that more in the next section. So choosing your board wisely also means selecting, insofar as possible, fellow board members that you can learn from. So you want a board where when you look at the existing board members, you think and feel and maybe know that you're going to learn from them as well. So look into the past and current professional and board history of these potential fellow board members to really get a sense if you're going to be able to learn something from them. And I think of this as kind of like what you'll be paid in as a not-for-profit board member, you sort of get paid with growing your knowledge, growing your experience and having the opportunity to learn from other people who have been there and done that. So it's worthwhile finding board members who can teach you and support you as you grow your confidence in the boardroom. Consider, additionally to that, the network that these fellow board members have because that could be useful when it comes time for you to take your next board step and they may be able to provide those important referrals or introductions on your behalf and they are enormously valuable when we're thinking about growing our board portfolios. Boards run on the network economy and any opportunity you have to build and strengthen and leverage your network, you need to take that. So in addition to this, unless you're particularly seeking out organisations that may be in a spot of trouble or not in a great spot, my advice or recommendation would be to choose a winning team. And a high-functioning board in a successful organisation is going to be a valuable experience for you and a positive introduction into the board world. Of course, there will be organisations that need your help and expertise to become a winning organisation and you should absolutely consider those if it suits your goals and your abilities. 
But if we're thinking about our first not-for-profit board role, it may be a better experience for you to not have to work through a crisis straight out of the gate. So after you've chosen your not-for-profit board wisely, it's really time to get to work. The second thing that you need to do is to do a good job as a board member. It's time to focus on being a great board member. You've been appointed or elected for a certain period of time. These are referred to as a term. And you should see that period of time as your time to shine. The word that you want to keep in mind here is commitment. <laughs> and you're wanting to commit to the role and to the board and to the organisation. So to that end, get to work in understanding the organisation, understanding the board and understanding your role as a board member on this particular board. Some of that learning will obviously happen internally during your induction, during board meetings, just time in the chair around the board table being that board member. But some of the learning that you'll have to do as a board member is something that you'll have to do independently. And that's through undertaking uh, courses like Boardroom Bootcamp, reading articles and books about governance and not-for-profit governance and how to generally be a great board member. Listening to podcasts like this one <laughs> and there are others out there watching YouTube videos or other videos that are out there and following governance and related subject matter experts on social media is all great ways to grow your knowledge as a director, as a board member and for you to get a sense of what you think good governance is and how you think great board members should be doing, how they act, how they behave, what they should be doing in the boardroom. I highly encourage you to do your own thinking on that and come to your own conclusions but be directed by experts and then blend that with your on-the-job experience and carry that forward. And hopefully it, it's something that works for you, but come to your own opinion on that. That's really valuable knowledge. With your current expertise, which at the beginning of the board career is likely going to be the stuff that got you onto the board to begin with, with that expertise, Find every opportunity that you can to contribute. Of course, at a minimum, that means attending every board meeting as much as humanly possible. Of course, things happen, but aim for every single board meeting. Serving on a committee of the board or two, whatever that requirement is. Attending functions, attending activities. If it's a not-for-profit, it's likely that there's some fundraising activities and things like that that you could be going to. And really doing what you can for the board and for the organisation. And these external activities provide you with the perfect opportunities to grow your network. Remember, that is hugely valuable in the board space 
the network economy drives most board opportunities out there and especially the ones that you want to be going for as you build your portfolio, as you build your board experience. Additionally, volunteering beyond just being the board member to serve on committees, to chair committees, to do things that you probably don't feel 100% capable of doing forces you to learn and grow professionally into those areas. If I hadn't taken up those opportunities, I don't think I'd have the knowledge and the experience that I'd have at this point of my board career, 12, 13 years into it, <laughs> getting the opportunities that I get, being able to teach other board members, being able to really do what I do and to share and teach on good governance. If I didn't take up those opportunities to do things like sit on the audit and finance committee of a national board, that's just <laughs> something that never would have happened if you think of what I was doing before I was doing board service. So I would encourage you to take up those opportunities as well as a learning and development opportunity, if nothing else. It's really going to help you. Now, I'm going to take a brief segue here. If you're like me and like our friend Madeline who asked this question, when you first join a board, you're going to feel like you want to do everything or at the very least tell everyone how they should do their job. <laughs> and that's completely normal and um, welcome to the club. It's really hard to turn off the operational side of our brain, especially if that's what we do day to day in our professional career, in our day job. Now, it is not our role as a board member to to either do the work or tell people how they should do their job in general. Now, there will be some small organisations, some small not-for-profits that will need you to do some things as well. And that's okay, but all I can advise is for you to try to separate the two roles, that's the doing, if you need to, with the board member role as much as possible. So keep those separate. But if you're on the board of an organisation that has staff, bravo, that's a huge step to, to make in your board career. Well, it was for me anyway. The best piece of advice I can give you is to really let it go. You're going to get a crash course into how to govern by outcomes <laughs> rather than telling people how to do their job. There are so many different ways that a team that an organization can achieve the strategic outcomes that they're desiring and that saying that there are many ways to skin a cat is so true and as much as you may not agree with how people are doing the job how they're getting to the outcome that you're wanting you actually don't always have the right answer usually there are many right answers so long as those desired outcomes are being achieved, 
All you need to do is ask great questions to ensure the work is being done and that it's being done ethically, appropriately and in line with the board's expectations. And this is one of those things that you'll feel more comfortable with over time. So it really does come with experience. If you're asked, you may share how you think a particular thing could be done. However, on a board, it's noses in, fingers out. So in relation to this, it's probably worth understanding what the strategic issues and matters are for your board and organisation. And what makes the strategic issue is different for each board and each organisation. When you know what is strategic within your organisation, your conversations at a board level are far more valuable and will likely be more efficient and effective as it's really keeping you out of the operational side of the business, which is really up to the day-to-day -day team to be looking after. If you're looking for some guidance around understanding or even quantifying what constitutes a strategic issue for your board and organisation, I've actually got a link in the show notes to an article on the Get On Board Australia website that's going to step you through seven questions to help you and your board to identify what your strategic issues are. So check that out if that seems something that will be valuable to you. So during your time on the board, as you're building up your actual board experience, you're going to start to pick up what to do and what not to do as you progress your board career. And I find that both of these are valuable learnings and all contribute to your definition of a great board member. Use this time on this board to build your reputation and your credibility as a board member because this will be the thing that either supports you on your board journey or the thing that's really going to hold you back with where you want to go. And you can really only build this over time and through actually being a board member. So be that great board member. To this end, you may find it valuable to get some feedback on how you're performing in the boardroom and as a board member. If your board does in-depth reviews of its performance and the performance of the individual board members, that's fantastic. However, most not-for-profits don't have the resources to do this, so don't have that expectation. It's then up to you to uh, find this information on your own. <laughs> Seek out maybe a, a fellow board member who you trust to get feedback on how you're doing what you could start doing, what you could stop doing, where you could invest in some learning, etc., etc., whatever it is. Um, a good place to start is to ask your chair. So the chair of the board is should really have good oversight over this. Hopefully they're catching up with you regularly anyway, uh, but if they're not, really take that on yourself, take responsibility for that and... Find opportunities to discuss your future board aspirations with this board chair. Uh, they may be able to help you understand or plan out where your next move could be and what you could be doing now on this board 
to build your knowledge, skills, experience, whatever it is to achieve that next step on your board journey. If you know where you want to go next, think about reviewing that board and its board members because this might also show you where you need to concentrate your efforts in growing your on-the-job board experience and build your governance and board knowledge. To close out this section, when you've served your term or two terms or three terms, whatever it is, it's time to leave on a positive note. Now, this could mean that you've spent anywhere from two to nine or more years building your reputation and credibility as a board member, building your experience and probably building your professional expertise along the way as well, including building your network <laughs> and that you've given plenty of notice to your chair and to your fellow board members that you're going to be leaving the board. If you want to get some bonus points, I would encourage you to help find and recruit your potential board replacement. Um, that will really put you in a good positive light and leave on that really high right note that we want you to. Reputation is everything. Okay, so now we're a number of years down the track into your board career. It's time to transition into your next new board role. And it may be beneficial to have started this process in the last six months or so of your previous board role. So you'll go through the same process that I've just outlined about choosing where you go next, really thoughtfully, really strategically, really intentionally is a good thing to keep in mind as well. And choosing somewhere where you can thrive. Choose that next board wisely and go into it with the same goal of doing a great job. If you're wondering what is next for you, consider the path to sort of your big board goal and what's the next best step on that journey. Where do you need to go? What experience do you need to build? Who do you need to know? All of that's going to help point you in a particular direction. Now, keep in mind that depending on where you are in your board journey, and your professional career and a whole other range of factors, your next board role may not be paid. And that's okay, because we're still looking at this as steps along the path to getting to our big board goal. Continue to invest in your growth and learning. The skills, knowledge, expertise that you need to be able to take your next step and continue to take next steps. Um, do your future boards have expectations on their board members to have undertaken particular courses or specific learning? Doing some research into these types of boards is really going to highlight to you any type of specific investments into your education 
and growth as a board member to help you get into those board roles. There's going to come a time when you're going to have to possibly invest heavily into uh, the next steps on your board journey. As you build your board career and move into paid boards, very exciting, <laughs> I recommend keeping one not-for-profit or volunteer board experience um, or board position rather. It's so valuable for your board career, for your credibility, for your reputation. Of course, it's guaranteed to bring you warm and fuzzy feelings. And you know what? You're going to be able to provide what the other board members provided to you when you first started out your board career. And that's that opportunity to teach and develop the next wave of directors coming through. So thanks for your question, Madeline, and thank you for listening today. If you've got a question about your board career that you'd like answered, please feel free to reach out via the Get On Board Australia website or reach out to me on LinkedIn, Instagram or Facebook. I invite you to subscribe rate and review the Board Shorts podcast on your favourite podcast app. Please feel free to share that you're listening and what your takeaways were from this episode on social media using the hashtag Board Shorts podcast. Thanks so much for listening and I look forward to talking with you in the next episode. Music.